0: Hello and welcome to edition number 3 of the Football Family Podcast, brought to you by Phoenix 98 FM, Brentwood and Bidwicky's local radio station. I'm your host John Chubb, but the real start of the show are father and son duo Rob Lee and Ollie Lee. First of all, Rob, who made over 700 league appearances, he's best known uh, for his spell at Newcastle United. Uh, played until the age of 40 also won 21 England caps scoring two goals for his country and he was a member of Glenn Hoddle's squad for the 1998 World Cup in France and uh, Ollie Lee made over 300 league appearances himself before his recent retirement he's now an aspiring coach having played during his career for clubs like Birmingham City, Luton Town Hearts and finally Gilliam how you doing guys all good John all good John all good not bad Good stuff. So uh, we've had uh, the coronation weekend, the coronation of King Charles the III. Uh, what did you uh, get up to uh, over the weekend?
1: We had, we had a super busy one we did. We, we did a, a Sunday fun day at Shenfield Cricket Club. We uh, spoke previously about it last week and uh, it was brilliant. It went really, really well and Good. luckily for us there was a lot more kids than we thought there was going to be, didn't we? It was
2: manic. <laughs> we were expecting 30 kids and... 3,000 no, <laughs> that's 000, what it felt uh, like 100, 100, over 100 turn up yeah, it's, well, uh, it's it, a it, coaching ability old, exactly
1: you've got to be adaptable as a coach and we actually it was a brilliant day and we speak about at Lee Football Academy that we want the, the players to just come and have a smile on their face and enjoy their football and I think we definitely got that out of them and maybe not so much coaching as we usually do but we got good matches on the go a few shooting drills a few fun games and a penalty shootout to finish so it was a, I think it was a great day for the kids and we've had some, some good feedback from them
2: I think it was 15 aside of my game at one stage yeah them. yeah, <laughs> it, it got, it
1: got <laughs> crazy but it was they, the Shenfield Cricket Club they've done it brilliantly to be fair and I think they were expecting about 200 people through the day and, and I think they said they got over 2,000 people throughout the day so that's it, fantastic it really was a brilliant day for all the family and we had all our Family over there, my kids running around everywhere. So it was a, uh, it was a brilliant day, and hopefully one they'll do again because it was. Um,
2: if they not... do, I'm going to be the ice cream man. He <laughs> was gonna made say it was a piece. he made an absolute fortune. I think he had to go home once and get some more ice cream, and when he come back, it must be an hour queue to get the ice cream. So um, it's, yeah, he cleaned I, I, up the knee, didn't he? Yeah, I think the <laughs> next thing oh, we, we get ourselves an ice cream van.
1: That's it. We'll branch out to that as well. No. <laughs> I
0: think we'll be ten there next <laughs> year. If, uh, that kind of sort
1: of No, it was a great day though. It was a really really good.
0: Excellent stuff. Glad it went so well. And uh, moving on to uh, the weekend's football. Yesterday we saw the final day of the EFL championship. I was I was following it myself on um, Sky Sports. Actually, Jeff Stenig, uh being his usual excitable self, and uh, it was it, there were quite some twists and turns along the way, weren't there?
1: I think, as usual, it was a, it was a manic last day of the season, wasn't it? I think that's what. That's what makes the championship especially so brilliant. That I think there was, was it down to the 10th that could still get in the playoffs at the yeah, last day? Right. And Millwall, team, yeah. Millwall being three one-up at half tie, I was watching it, thinking, oh, they're cruising. I know the assistant manager, Paul Robinson, There played with him at Birmingham. Brilliant man, brilliant brilliant character. And I was really pleased. I thought, oh, are they going to get over the line? And then I switched it back on the second half and it had completely gone the other way.
2: The, play- yeah. the playoffs, as long as you're not in the playoffs, they're a brilliant concept. Whoever invented them is fantastic, but... Don't want to be in them. I remember the playoffs when they first came in many years ago. I was playing for Charlton. We were in the the first division Premier League as it is now and you used to have one from the so the bottom two went down the person in third position went into the playoffs against the three in the uh, in the top of the Second division, which is the championship, yes, which I think is quite a, 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 I think it's not do sure Scotland I, still, do they? Yeah, yeah they I, I think it's quite a good comp. I'm not sure it worked with Premier League and because Premier League are so far in front of the championship that nobody will go down. Yeah, yeah it couldn't happen today,
0: but it's it's
2: a, it's a it keeps everyone involved. I mean, as you say, there was six or seven teams involved, and it was it was once Millwall were in at one stage, you know, Sunderland got themselves in by a great. Brilliant win! You know, three yeah, they've three, got. Yeah, <laughs> Pains us <laughs> to
1: say don't yeah. it, but they've got a good side there. They're, 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 they're building not bad. it. Well, they've got some I think. good
2: youngsters. They got some. They got some. He's done a. He's
1: like a good Mo manager, Roe, Tony Moore. Very good. Very job. good. He plays um, exciting football. He's got exciting wingers in the team, and they they fly forward. And yeah, they won three and, uh, uh, and Got the job yeah, done.
2: Yeah, I, mean, I, I fancy Luton for the. Uh, you know, I mean, I think they're a big, strong team in the in the playoffs, but I don't think they're going to fancy playing <laughs> Sunderland. Yeah, I think they would have preferred Millwall um, because you know Sunderland. Uh, so, what is the team that managed to squeeze in at the last?
1: Roll in with a Then usually I mean.
2: wins because they're on yeah. a roll. And they weren't expected to be in. They had to win. They had to expect you know, Millwall to lose. And at um, one stage, I thought even Blackburn were getting in.
1: I know. I mean, it was, that, it was yeah, brilliant, it, wasn't it? It was, it was mad. It was with your, uh, your old teammate as their gaffer, John Dale Thomason.
2: John Dale Thomason, yeah. <laughs> yes. the, the man who, who missed a sitter on his debut and never recovered.
1: Did you, uh, <laughs> did you see him being a manager back then?
2: Ah oh, he was only a youngster yeah. he was he was only 21 I mean, a good He's had a player pl- fantastic he, career he, he, isn't it Kenny, Kenny brought him in unfortunately to, to replace Les we lost Les Vernon. and Alan broke his his ankle in a pre-season game Kenny brought John Dow in. and in pre-season he scored I don't know seven goals in eight games he was different class brilliant um and on the, on the first game we played he first game at St. James's Park went through 1-1 on Thought if he scores this, he's on. He's missed. Never recovered. Really. Never recovered. It's amazing how somebody like and he went on to play for AC Milan. He went on to play in Euros, World Cups with Denmark. He was it was a, it wasn't a bad player, but just from that moment on, it's amazing how one moment, yeah. one moment in your career, Elvin makes you or breaks you. And and he's doing a, he's he's doing a he's doing a great job at Blackburn, by the way. I mean,
1: oh, they've he, been brilliant. They play they play some really good football. Mm-hmm. I really enjoy watching them. So it's. Um, yeah, it's good to because we saw Jack Ross a couple of weeks back as well, didn't he? That's he right, said yeah. the same sort of story about Will Grigg who signed for Sunderland and was guaranteed twenty five goals in League One. I think he'd done it three out of four seasons previous, yeah. and then he said he missed on his debut, didn't he? And then from then on, he just didn't recover. And obviously, he's a he's a renowned goal scorer at that level, and it didn't quite happen. So it's funny how one moment can sort of change the dynamic of your career or of a move because of. The perception from outside and well, it's, how it's you feel. It's confidence,
2: and it's confidence. You you look, you look at, you know, some of the teams, and and you know, the Sunderland team, for example. You know, they've had a great run the last eight, nine games, but before that, they were struggling, terribly struggling for confidence and getting goals. And, and once you, once you, something happens in a game with a certain player, or the, or the team gets a lucky result, and all of a sudden, your that team now is is, is a there's a team that's got confidence. If, and a team that's full of confidence. Of players are playing with confidence, you've got a chance of winning. And they—they got to take some stopping, I think. Some of them
1: So, are they going to be your prediction then for the playoffs? I
2: can't, as a Newcastle fan, I, I, I cannot possibly go for Sunderland. Yeah,
1: you'd lose all the
2: it All the Geordies are switching off. All the Geordies away. are switching straight <laughs> off of this. Uh, no, I I've said, I said, Luton. All Luton look a strong team. And, and as we said before, it'd be very strange him going in with a, with a. The stadium they've got and, and the finance they've got, but they just—I just think they're a—they're a strong, strong team. But I think they're
1: thirteen, 13-14 unbeaten as well heading into yeah, it. So they've exactly. still got the momentum. But
2: Middlesbrough, Middlesbrough. You know, Mickey Carrick. I played with Michael Carrick many years ago. Um, great player. A at class midfielder. One brilliant. of my favourites. Yeah, one really of my favourites yeah. ever. I met him a few times that you with, with with me. Yeah, brilliant uh, guy. Yeah, he, he, I remember a great story about Mick, Mickey Carrick when I was playing for West Ham and he was injured, and Trevor Brookin had taken over at West Ham and uh, Glen uh, Road had been sacked uh, Trevor came in just for an interim manager till we got a new one and I remember I was playing at the time we were playing Derby away one of my old teams Derby away uh, I remember tr- sitting with Trevor uh, very clever he is Trevor. Clev- clever Trevor I call him <laughs> uh, I was sitting having breakfast and he said Robert he said what do you reckon make his fit he said what do you reckon shall I bring him back and I, said, I said Trevor if he's tr- fit you, you have to bring him back he's, he is a top player and he went. To me. He said, "Well, I'm glad you said that. He's taking your place, so,
0: <laughs> so that was me. Great corn management. Fl- corn all over the place, yeah.
2: but <laughs> it was the
1: right there decision.
0: I think we won one nil. So uh... job
1: done. Well done, Trevor.
0: A, a testament to the man management skills, Trevor Brookie. Very, very
1: smart from him. Brilliant. <laughs> Should have been a manager, Trevor. <laughs>
0: yeah, de- definitely. Um, yeah. So look at those teams uh, in the playoffs. I mean, they're all, always a lottery. I'm, t- I'm tempted to say." Sunderland because they they, like as you say sneaked in there at the last minute I've done incredibly well having just come up from League 1 and what a job Tony Mowbray's done there
1: oh he's like we said he's done done fantastic and I think Stadium Alight will be rocking for that playoff game it'll be a proper occasion to play in that will I mean um I think I was only playing them last season in League One. We played Sunderland. They, they beat us in the last minute. To well, think
2: this, this will be the second promotion they get.
1: Yeah, it will be two in yes. a row. And, two in, two and a I row, think it top. always was the kind of club that you think if it gets the momentum going and it gets the place rocking, they they could do it. And I'm still I'm backing Luton. I'm backing my team to go and beat. <laughs> them over. As, as I, you I, yeah. I don't
2: think we should forget about the dark horses here, like Coventry. Coventry have been excellent. Coventry, everyone Coventry everyone was forgets. Excellent. Everyone goes. Who's the third team in? They, they know Millers, they know Sunderland, they know Luton because they've been in. Coventry are in there and, and Mark Robbins has done a well again
1: job. my Luton team we played them in League 2 so what five six years yeah, ago and they've been with yeah. Luton and gone all the way through and,
2: and, and considering they know the ground and they've had all sorts of problems off the field you know Mark yeah. Robbins has done a marvellous oh, job incredible Absolutely. job incredible incredible, yeah, incredible I mean? job so, so yeah so you're incredible. back in Gov then
1: you're <laughs> no them, I'm just saying I'm <laughs> just saying
2: they look alright they all look alright you know, and they all look good they're in the I'm, playoffs yeah. for a reason so yeah. we've got
1: me with Luton John was Sunderland, and uh, I,
2: yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to go with Mickey Carrick at, uh, at Middlesbrough. Yeah, go
1: with you, yeah, mate. I'm, right, we're gonna gonna going to hold me, we'll mate. hold us all to that, and yeah. we'll have a look in a couple of weeks' time and see see, see who knows what they're talking see about. Who
2: knows their football? That's,
1: team doesn't. that's so, it. That's
2: it. Oh, John, don't get it wrong. John, right? might Pip, us will <laughs> <yeah.
1: laughs> <laughs> Be John show we'll for now. Right? <laughs> stupid, don't <way. laughs> Still ain't got a clue what they're talking about. <laughs> <laughs>
0: We shall see. Anyway, uh, moving on to the Champions League, there's a huge semi-final tonight in Madrid uh, with uh, Real game. versus Manchester City.
1: Massive, massive game. It'll be a, a real good watch, I think, tonight uh, for the uh, football purists to see, to see who will come out on top. I think um, Real Madrid at the Bernabeu is probably what everyone would dream of playing in that game. And I think did Man City lose out to them last year as well, I think, didn't I think they, in the they same did, yeah. thing? I think,
2: I think so, they did, yeah. yeah.
1: So yeah. that'll be a, a. It's always nice when there's a little story behind it and a bit of revenge, maybe as such. So I, I, I think Real will get the job done. To be honest, I'd never go against Real Madrid in the Champions League, but the way oh, Man see, City see, Mochi, I'm the opposite, really. I, I what a surprise! Sterling, yeah.
2: Haaland and, and the way Man City are playing, I just I got a feeling they're going to beat them comfortably
1: at the Bernabeu. Yeah, at the Bernabeu, yeah. really? Well, yeah,
2: I. I you you know, wouldn't put it
1: past them. You wouldn't put it past them. But I, I know, just think. Pep-
2: I'll be playing it down, saying so yeah, But I think he knows he's got he's got some team there, and with Erling Haaland as well as as the main. he didn't boy. want to take the penalty of the weekend, though, did he? Yeah, that 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 or amazed you, me. That? I, that, <laughs> I, you know what? That, that's I think, again. I got Alan Shearer, and I know he said it on Match of the Day. He said this. I remember the game he was talking about. We we would. Bobby Robson's first game at home. And we we're playing Sheffield Wednesday. And we we're brutal, it had just been sacked. Thank God for that. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, we were languishing, I think, second bottom. So this was Bobby Robson's. We played Chelsea away in the first game. We got narrowly beat, I think. But this was their first home game. Front of the Geordies, front of, you know, packed St James's Park, playing Sheffield Wednesday, and uh, we're beating them. Oh, I think we're beating them five 0 uh, And there's a, we had a young lad who was making his debut called Paul Robinson, um, a Sunderland lad, like little chirpy, not a, not a bad player. I wanted to play it with Wimbledon and the stuff, but he was. Um, Bobby, Bobby had chucked him in and, and he, he got he won the penalty and I remember him saying we're, we're five up Alan's got four ready, and, and I think if, and he'd gone to Alan and Alan's picked the ball and so said I got the penalty can I take it and Alan's words
0: were off <laughs> <laughs>
2: <He's>, <laughs> and he was uh, so yeah and, he, and he, so he'd so he already had, he'd got his hat trick yeah,
1: <laughs> fair play for him trying it though <laughs> he yeah yeah he, better, he, though. <laughs> he had some
2: balls to try and get yeah. off because I wouldn't yeah. have to even tried it I, listen if I, if I was sitting there on two and Al hadn't Scored and there was a minute ago. He still wouldn't let me take the penalty. Yeah, he
1: probably wouldn't have backed you to score though, would he? Probably not. I, very... my,
2: my penalty record was was average. Well,
1: cool. average at best, wasn't it?
2: Average at best. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'd, uh, I think I'm. Yeah, missed uh, missed one for England in a, in a, in a to the same cup. In
1: uh, it, it still it, counts. It, Don't yeah. play it down. It still counts. Know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> at
2: least he wasn't the
1: wall Yeah, he keeps uh, this yeah, one exactly, quiet, guys. Yeah, he keeps it quiet. <laughs> yeah, scored
2: scored one for Newcastle, missed one, but we scored from the rebound, so that counts. That well, how so. give you give it? Yeah. So uh, no, I wasn't the I wasn't a regular penalty taker, but I just. Yeah. I'm, I'm amazed at that because uh, early must be a nice guy cause you know you look at you ask all the top scorers when, when we were playing they're all selfish players they all, they've got to be they all, yeah they they've all want to score be. goals they all wanted to get their record because that's man. what Ruud
1: Van Nistel was meant to be the worst for. it. there's loads of stories about him just they could lose 5-0 and if he doesn't score he's in a mood And he's... Yeah, Alan, Alan yeah Alan was the same
2: Alan was the same you know brilliant player probably the best center forward we've ever seen but yeah he had, if he hadn't scored a goal uh, and he could play terrible and score and he thinks he's the best player <laughs> it's the mentality you know, yeah, he, yeah and he'd done that a lot <laughs> <laughs> he'd done that a lot sure, I, mean, play, I played to with Middlesbrough once and he was the worst player on the pitch and uh, I think he went to a hernia straight after but he was the worst player on the pitch and uh, he scored with about 10 minutes to go Just and they'd kept him quiet or he hadn't got a kick one kick uh scored a goal and again I remember everyone Old I remember Paul McGrath playing Derby and Paul McGrath was some player. I mean, yeah, I remember. Yeah, he said his, he didn't um, train. He had dodgy knees, but every time he played, he was unbelievable. And he he stuck Alan in his pocket for eighty five, eighty six minutes, and we had 0 nil, nil. And then Alan gets one chance, one chance, and he scores, and we win one nil. And, and uh,
1: it's the joys of being a number nine, though. That's no, where no, you get listen, it.
2: That's why they get as, as he used to always tell me. That's why they get paid the big bucks <laughs>
1: because they, they're the ones that
2: put the ball in the net, and it, and it never changes. I'm just surprised that I don't think. Pep will let Erling do that again. Yeah. Um, do you know what I mean? It, it's nice of him, but centre-forwards are not nice.
1: No, but he's already on the 35 goals. probably, I don't need another one. Alan
2: could, <laughs> Alan could have been on 55 and he'd still want to take a penalty. Yeah, you know what I mean? That's just the way they are. Ian Wright would be the same. He wouldn't let anyone
1: take a penalty.
2: Yeah. <laughs> no chance. It's like
1: you said, they've got to have that, that ruthless streak and they've got to back themselves to score.
2: Yeah, yeah, and i and I said, I, I think Pep would be having a word with him saying... Whatever, on, the score, whatever the score is now, you're taking the pen. So. But
1: Gundogan's a good penalty taker as well. I know, and it's, it's typical,
2: isn't it? Because is he was brilliant in the game. Yeah, I, I, mean, he's, I, I he's so, think he's, I, I think he's underrated. Yeah, he's, he's a brilliant
1: player. Amazing, amazing man Never player.
2: loses it, scores goals, gets back tackles. He's top, top player, and I just... Uh, you know what I mean? It's, it's sort of like just typical that...
1: Yeah, it's one of them. And you know, as soon as you miss it, you know the yeah. tide's going to turn and they're going to get a bit more Exactly,
2: yeah, yeah. yeah, And he gets a bollocking from, from Pep. So yeah, exactly. Uh,
1: yeah. And he's in trouble, so he's got to do it. He, uh, I just... Usually the Germans are efficient at their penalties, aren't they? And you think he'd slot it away. Well, usually they are, yeah. 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 But
2: um, and we're, not, we're not really great at the penalties of situations, are we usually? But maybe that's all changing now. Yeah, yeah Goodlands,
0: Mister. it could be, it could be. Yeah, you mentioned you had uh, an average record of penalties, Rob. But did you actually enjoy taking them?
2: Not, not really. No, no, it wasn't wasn't my cup of tea. I, I, I would if I took one um, when Peter. Beard, we, I always had people in front of me were taking them really. So we had Peter Beardsley there. We had Alan. You know, what I mean, we had, we had players that always would take them before, before I would. But I was captain one game at Everton away. Um, and, and King just said Peter Beers he wasn't playing Alan wasn't at the club at the time Les didn't take penalties uh, David united didn't take penalties so he said do you want the pens and I just yeah of course I will I'll have them, we'll get them. Yeah, probably won't get one <laughs> will we no way no way we're getting, and it was televised <laughs> yeah. no way we're getting a pen so yeah, yeah. if I'm captain I'll take it no problem <laughs> I still remember. I still remember David John taking on two or three players and going down in the box. And I'm thinking, oh, don't, don't give it, don't give it, don't give that.
0: David John they go
2: down in the box. Neville Southall probably one of the best goalies ever in goal. And I'm thinking, oh, don't, don't give it. And he pointed to the spot, and I am thinking, oh my god. And there I am on the penalty, and I, you know, when you're you running up, I go right. I'm going to put it in the right. No, I'm not going to put it left. It's funny like your brain. No, works, yeah, no, I'm going to put it You were probably better penalty taker than I was. I mean, I saw you took a lot for Julian and stuff, and you was
1: yeah I, I ended up I really liked it in the end I used to hate it as a as a young player I I, I was the same I never I didn't want it to come to that I didn't want to take that pressure on and then we did uh, I was on loan at Dagenham dad was there at the game actually and it was in the Papa John's or whatever it was called then and I went to a penalty shootout late in Orient away remember it, it good. went to a penalty shootout so I was like yeah, yeah right I'm going to challenge myself young player I'm going to take one I took the third one scored and I was like brilliant right I've done the my bit done. yeah it doesn't matter win or lose I've scored I'm alright and then they scored again and again. And it kept coming around to me. I was like, oh no, it's going to come around again. It's going to find me. Like, and it finds you. And it, I had to take a second penalty. And luckily I scored it. <laughs> Just smashed them both down the middle. Well, shanked them to the left a bit, but meant to shank, uh, smash it down the middle. And we won from that. And I think from there on, my confidence sort of grew. And I was like, all right, yeah, I can score. I can get a few. And then I remember i got a funny story. Actually, my first game at Hearts, it went to a penalty shootout. And we have um, Austin McPhee, who's the set piece specialist at Aston Villa now for the first team. Oh, yeah. Brilliant at set pieces, amazing. He was assistant manager at Northern Ireland. Really, really good at it. And he, done, he split the goal into like nine grids, so nine sections where he could hit and we were practicing them all week. And he was like, right, if you hit top centre, that 99% you got, you're going to score a goal. So I was like, right, okay. I'll back myself technically. That's what I'm going to go for. I'm going to go top centre. I'm going to smash it high down the middle. It's got to me for the penalty shootout. Seen the goal. The goalie was quite big and he stood there. I've looked at him. And I thought, no, nah, I'm gonna stay with it. I'm gonna I've not changed my mind. I'm going, I'm gonna go high centre. Because Austin said 99% of the time that goes in, I've smashed it there, right where I wanted to. Honestly, the best strike of a ball that I've hit. Goalie stood still, palmed it over the bar. Oh, I could have cried. I could have cried. We luckily we won the penalty shootout. And Austin comes up to me after and goes, Ollie, that was a great penalty and honestly I couldn't look him in the eye I was like you are winding me up yeah? just missed the penalty it's not a great penalty if it don't go in the goal it's not a great penalty but he <laughs> stats, happy.
2: stats thing. that's it he all loved all the, people, stats the, stat, and the stats the stats it's when you get up there it's having the um, you know I, I was obviously there at the World Cup when Michael Lane was only 17 and quarterfinals finals of the World Cup against Argentina and then people are stepping people are stepping you can tell the ones that are going to score Merce yeah you're going to score Michael was really confident as a Alan um, and then you've got other people that just... The, the, the strong ones say it because they, like Paul Ince was the same as me, when I went, yeah, I'll yeah, take Yeah, you know, one. you don't like it. Yeah, yeah, there's no way you can't, can't take one, yeah. because you're the senior player. And, you know what I mean, he, he missed his, and it's...
1: It is, it's a unique situation, isn't it? And you do have to be really mentally strong, because after that penalty, I changed my penalty routine completely, and thankfully didn't miss one, but I would wait for the goalie to go. Not as cool as Jorginho and them sort of people do it, yeah. but... I would wait because I thought I've got more chance now because I know where he's going and I practice with some of the young goalies that I work with actually and they still haven't saved one so it still works at the minute but there, there are then moments where you're having your, your heads going oh no I hope it's not a penalty like you said and oh, do yeah, I really it's, want it's, this do I want to do it's the pressure
2: it? whatever it was World Cup whether it's a game you know, for Jimmy, it's, it's the pressure of actually in front of people taking a penalty it? and you can practice it and practice it you know in, the, in that game in the World Cup David Batty you know, best striker of the ball mm. Probably in our team, put on a penalty shootout in training. It, it, yeah, it's no completely doubt. different. Win, and as soon as you go up there, the only thing with Dave Barry, he was not bothered. <laughs> Great no, I remember his it. reaction afterwards. No
0: hitting hands or anything.
2: No, he's not bothered. He was. He. He. he you know, you come out. It's all right, Barry. So I'm really not bothered. <laughs> <laughs> and he wasn't, he was like, he, didn't, Brilliant at that. he wasn't like a lover of football. He was very, very good at it.
1: We need to try and get David Batty on this no podcast. Did, no I one, want to speak no to, to him. No one can find him. No
2: one can find He doesn't do any interviews. He doesn't, uh, he just, he had his wife and he's got his, his say? Is
1: he into fishing or something like yeah. that?
2: No, he was always in a motorbike. Motorbikes, Motobites, right? Massively into motorbikes.
1: Yeah. We'll get him a motorbike and we'll, yeah, we'll try, and and room, <laughs> we try and find him down. you
2: have got to try and find him. That's the problem. He, he never gets involved in anything. So, uh, but yeah, strangest man in the world, but a uh, bad penalty taker. Yeah,
1: <laughs> no, but that, that is it is a skill and it is backing yourself. I think there's so much. I think didn't Jamie Carragher come on to take one for England at one time, World Cups or Euros one year, and. Uh, you can score them all in training, but I think once the pressure is, once the eyes are on you, that spotlight, and it feels like there is a spotlight on you and everything, everyone's watching you.
2: Yeah. And it's yeah. your... And loads, spot- of, loads of people have tried that. I think they tried it recently. I can't, I can't remember the game. You know, like there's a minute to go in extra time and you know penalties yeah. are coming. and You bring someone on who's a penalty tie and he misses.
1: And miss. It's because it's just completely it's, uh, yeah, different. It's it's different.
2: It's a completely different... Best if, uh, the way that I would say, if, if you're in a game and you're playing well in a game... The chances are your confidence is up, when you're, yeah. and your your score your penalty. So um, if you if you're, you know you're having one of those games when you actually you're, you're being dragged through by other players, and don't take one. Yeah, don't be, yeah, don't be <laughs> out. Don't for. try and redeem yourself. But
1: then I always think I was more annoyed with myself after if I didn't put myself forward. Yeah, I'd always rather, and it sounds stupid, but I'd rather miss mm. and know that I stood up and. Yeah, that's that's, a good, that's brave a, that's enough to do it top attitude yeah, yeah so but I always that's had you in my <laughs> so yeah. so
2: As like... I was looking the other way yeah was in the it was only after now I've
1: he's like no nah, I can never watch you take it
2: <laughs> <laughs> cheers <laughs> no way. belief in me away <laughs> <laughs> for the rule that was all
1: I wanted. <laughs> <for. laughs> no they, they are scary occasions I think I would be the same watching my son take a penalty I don't like if L ever takes I get more nervous watching L take mm. and I think it is probably that lack of control you've got in that situation it's all on you is it you can look away, not look away. It doesn't actually make a difference. It's, it's down to that person.
0: Yeah. Just moving back to the subject of uh, the Champions League. Obviously, Rob, you played in Champions League games for Newcastle. Um, what's it like? Is it, is it a different kind of feeling to play in a Premier League game? Do you get more nervous or is it roughly the same? I don't
2: know if it's nerves, John. I think it's just, it's a, it's a different game. It's, a, it's, you know, the music... Blares out and it's different, and the fans are sort of it's just totally different, and there's different advertising around the ground. You know, when we played Barcelona years and years ago, you're going to
1: drop that in every ga- podcast now, or what?
2: I, 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 <laughs> I don't know if anyone to,
1: knows that they beat Barcelona. I, I certainly trying to profit in every yeah, every podcast. You will by the end of this series. <laughs> uh,
2: but it's just the, the music starts playing, and you realise that you know, like the world's sort of like at you, and it's um, it's it's a, it's a, it's a great. Great feeling. Everybody wants to play in the Champions League. It's 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 got bigger and bigger now. As as you know, um, when you play when we again we play against uh, Barcelona, then there was both of them teams went out. You know, we went out to PSV who had an unbelievable team. Yeah, like Yapstam and and all, all, God, I can't even remember half their players. They, they, they three or four went up to play Barcelona and. Uh, and the other team was um, the Russian Dynamo Kiev, Dynamo, yeah, team. which had Chichenko and Redbroff. Yeah, Redbrov, That and, yeah. was the front two. I remember so that. Barcelona we had the a Champions League Barcelona. book. Yeah, we won our first game against Barcelona, and then obviously Barcelona, we we <laughs> both got locked out. Scary. <laughs> it's it? mad. Yeah, Scary. It's Mad. You just don't know. It's a, it's a but it's a great it's a great competition. But it's got bigger and bigger now.
1: It's it? it's the pinnacle for all players. And I, I saw they're talking about Declan Rice, West Ham letting him leave now to go yeah, to a, a Champions, Champions League, League team, yeah. and it's like that's obviously rightfully so probably that that's what he feels is the pinnacle that's where he needs to go and that's where he should be challenging I'm not sure West Ham fans will be happy about him leaving will they?
2: Well yeah I, I think I think they know it's inevitable really I think you look it's, it's so that you, if it's inevitable he's going to go he's been brilliant for them you know that he's, he's got two years left on his contract I think but now's the time to get rid of him his stock won't be any higher they've <coughs> just got to get the most amount of money they can possibly
1: get and then spend it wisely. So you'd be happy with 100 million for him, would you? Uh, I think they a 120 million. I,
2: I, think. I don't think they get 120 million for no. a holding midfield player.
1: Chelsea bought on. 100 <laughs> was he? On, I think he was 120.
2: Uh, yeah, and that's exactly why, <laughs> yeah. why they won't get 120. As previously million. <laughs> discussed.
1: No, I, I'm a big, big fan of Declan Rice. I yeah. think he he makes any team better that he's going to play to. But yeah. like you said, I always think 100 million's got to be your Erling Haaland. You're going for your Harry Kane's, not your. You're holding yeah. midfielders but maybe that's that's just the way it's going now. And any player relevant of goals, assists, that sort of output, if they're that good. Well, he has started
2: adding it. a few goals, which he always always
1: you know, helps. Then always it? helps when always you score a few goals. About. Yeah, uh,
2: he has he has done that recently. I mean, he scored the last two games, didn't he? The last three games, maybe. Yeah. yeah.
1: So he's yeah, a, he's nothing. an all round.
2: People see him as a holding midfielder but he's actually an all. He's got a great engine. He gets up and down. Rarely loses the ball. He's quick. So if he adds goals to his game as well, I'm not, I'm, he's never going to be a, I'm going to get you 10, 15 goals a season. But if he can chip in with, you know, five or six yeah. from yeah, where, it makes from a difference, where he it? plays that's, makes all the difference. That's
1: not his main priority is scoring goals and making goals. No. I think he's, he breaks out But, he can do, so but well the truth is, he's, he's, he's,
2: you know, some players are, are holding midfield players because that's what they're really good at. But he's one of these players that's it's better than that. Yeah. So he hasn't just got to be that. He can, you know, he can still get forward and get back, and yeah, he can be a six, you know he can he's, be an eight, he's, he's as they call than, it. He can that, do, do any think. of them. Yeah, love.
1: would you uh, rather spend 150 million and get Jude Bellingham? Say,
2: well, again, it's I, I'm not sure. I don't I? If I'm just a skinflint, I would I spend 150 million on somebody. I'm not. I would on Jude Bellingham. I'm not sure I would. I'm not sure I'd spend that. I, I, I always look at returns of, of what you're going to get back. <laughs> and how are you going to make that money
1: back I think he can probably he's, make it back he's, back he's only young and he's, he's only, only
2: one of the, the best players in, in, the, in the world at the moment but I still think £150 million is, is a I'd rather go and buy £350 million, million. Yeah. players make my team a lot better that's if I was that's probably why I'm not a manager <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah you can see the theory behind Dan. but uh, <laughs> you
2: know as an owner if you gave me £150 million, you know I'm not going to squander it yeah <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm just going to throw a little curveball here, because uh, you just mentioned uh, West Ham. And uh, Sunday, I was uh, I was out with my a half. I was down in uh, Battlesbridge, lovely little place, uh, if you've ever been there. Uh, there's little antique shops and second-hand shops there, and uh, I found one with uh, quite a bit of uh, sports memorabilia in it. And uh, I'm a bit of a geek for that sort of thing, so uh, I had a little proud, sort of... Uh, Suddenly spotted this box full of old uh, West Ham programmes and started sort of having a look through them. And uh, it's one there from Saturday the third of September nineteen eighty eight, West Ham versus Charlton. So uh, had a little look through uh, the team lineups on the ad page. Charlton side, a lot of familiar names there: Bob Baldwin, Gull, uh, John Humphrey, Peter Shirtliff, Paul Miller. Good team that was. Yep, Steve Ritt. And we come to number eight, Robert Lee. Um, Number eight on the
1: list as well
0: <laughs> Initially a charitable uh, description it says uh, Has scored freely in pre-season Talented forward, He recorded only two goals In 23 league games last season <laughs> Is, that you Is that why you
2: moved out wide? Yeah. <laughs> That's why I was playing wide yeah.
1: <laughs> John you need to find more memorabilia like that <laughs>
2: <laughs> Give me them stats Perfect Can you this. not find <laughs> that kind of an ant- When I played in a U- European game? No I don't <laughs> Actually, I, I, we had a very good team then, you know, at, uh, at Charlton. We had, I think, we were in the uh, in the Premier League, and that was when I that was when I was swaying from. I started off as a centre forward and scored a lot of goals for for uh, for Charlton's youth team and reserves. Got into the first team when I was eighteen. Again, I think I played ten games, scored five goals in the first ten games. Um, then I played up front with Derek Howes next season and uh, played very well, lots of games. I mean, he, I think he scored. Thirty goals, and I scored about eight. Uh, doing a lot of his running in those days, so he was a. It sounds about,
1: like that was a generous eight there as well. Your, your eight's more like a three or probably four,
2: probably, <laughs> probably six or seven. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and I think that's why I, I, I realised unless you actually, as we we're saying there, unless you actually I, you can score fifteen, twenty goals, and you're not going to be a good centre forward. <laughs> and I was quite quick, and I was I, I, I had quite low centre of gravity. I could twist and turn. So that's when I went chucked myself out well I don't know if I chucked myself I think Lenny Lawrence got chucked, chucked the, out chucked chuck me out on the wing you're either playing out there or you ain't playing yeah, it's so, quite uh, fast can't it? a barn door let's <laughs> just chuck him out wide
1: he'll run past but the somewhere.
2: thing is when I, when I, I scored more goals from out there than I did when I was when I was centre forward so um, yeah
1: it's, it's funny that isn't it because some people do find it easier like yourself was late runs into the box and I guess you could read the play and see what's going rather than playing because it's a real skill playing with you back to goal Oh, yeah, as a, I had to play a, when I would play as a 10 and you end up higher opposite with a big centre half coming from behind you it's very tough to take yeah, but in you see,
2: that, that's why it helped me when I, when I knew I'd played that I'd played centre forward from all my life really until I was you know like 20 so I knew how to play with me back to goal so I was quite good at doing it in midfield I and mean, that's why Keegan liked me when he, when he pushed me in midfield that I could take the ball with a we back to goal and a lot of midfielders can't do it no, definitely not. On, on the half turn but I was quite comfortable feeling yeah. somebody and then turn in
1: one Yeah, because that's what I would, I would always try and avoid. that. I'd try and yeah. play one-twos, I'd flick it around the corner, or something like yeah. that, when it's such a big skill I, if I you want, can I take it to, in. To,
2: so every time that you know, Steve Howie, Steve Howie and Darren Peaker, they used to give me it with people like me, and Keegan said, so if he's got someone on and give him it. Because uh, I, I liked feeling people, and I liked sort of like being out of twist and turn and, and get away from them, and I, and I was quite comfortable doing it. And I think that came from when I played up up front, um, so I think it's, it's midfield players don't like it now. They don't like getting
1: the ball. And I think they're, they're the ones that we spoke about earlier. Like he, He's very good at that. Yeah. He can take it. He can glide yeah. past players and he can drift past, but he can take it under pressure. And yeah. The top, top level, I think that's what it takes. They've, I've said to you many a time that the difference when you play these, when you get Premier League teams in cupped competitions, when i played them or played Celtics and Rangers, the difference of them players is they're so good at using their body. Mm. They're so good at getting their... Backside in, getting an arm across, you're getting a leg across to win a foul. Yeah, they're I just think. like one step ahead in that sense. I think of the lower league players because they mm. they know the little dark arts that maybe we've not yeah, worked. Because if much.
2: you go and try and win it, and then yeah, they get their, they just track the body in
1: front of it and then all of a sudden it's a foul yeah a foul so, there so you go so you've done your is, job you've kept, kept the ball body,
2: you get the ball you, you start against and
1: yeah they're the players that really stick out for me is because you, you see how clever they are and how they know oh I've miscontrolled it's just slightly right I can roll into yeah. him and I'll win that foul there we, I've, I've got away with that one and I just think it's so intelligent it's a real mark of a good player for me any ones that I've played against that's what I come away from thinking yeah that, that mm. was really good that's really clever
0: by the way, a game of West Ham or Charlton 1-3-1. They did. Yeah. They did, I, I, yeah. they they
2: did, I know. They been. did, I know. I I no, I think Jim Melrose scored after... Jim Melrose scored after about seven seconds. Wow. Eight seconds. I some memory, that, that. I know, because I headed it to him.
1: <laughs> <laughs> there we go. I knew that had to be something. <laughs> it was only because
2: somebody... I can't remember who it was. One of them, the West Ham midfielders went to play over my head. I headed it. It just hit me on the head. <laughs> and it went straight through Jim Melrose, who, who ran through and, and scored. And we were... Assists yeah, at exactly, the game. What started the game? high.
0: Great stuff. Moving on to uh, this weekend's Premier League games and uh, some more very high-scoring, uh, rather sort of crazy, crazy, crazy games. Crazy. games.
1: The uh, the Everton Brighton game. I I, couldn't, I turned on at half time. I couldn't believe what the score Three-0 you know, at half time. I'm mad. I thought it must have been the other way around. Something's yeah. gone wrong here.
2: You, you always get these. You always get these. Weird results towards the end of the season. Whether it's because the other team are, are not trying as much, or whether it's because Everton all of a sudden they're they're trying and they get a good start and they get a confidence up, nobody knows. But it always happens. That you know. Do
1: you think sometimes they the nerves of the occasion, or sometimes just the shackles are off and they just go for it? And
2: well, I think it can, it can work both ways, can't it? It can work so you know, like have got
1: nothing to play for, they can still get into Europa. I, I just don't see that Brighton team being no. Even subconsciously thinking, oh, no. oh, it's only ever and it's, they don't seem no. to be drilled that way. I think they've been so impressed. But they've
2: then been... you think sometimes it's a long season and and you know they, maybe you think, oh, I won't try quite as hard. and All of a sudden, you find yourself two down. Yeah, and the Premier League and will now, do that too. Now, now it's tough and now it's really tough. So it only takes like a a, a few minutes of you not playing well and thinking, oh, well, we can we can beat these. Yeah. Know, beat Man United last week. We'll, we'll beat these quite easily. And it, then it that's I know what, what you're it's... saying that the manager, you know, he he won't allow that to happen. The players mm-hmm. won't, but it does happen.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I, I can understand. I've been in change with where that does happen and you have a big result and then it's a, it's hard to get everyone up again to go to yeah. the next there, one. there's just...
2: definitely a thing, you know, even when I was at Newcastle, we had a really, really good team, you know, and, and Southampton would come to us and we think, ah, Southampton. And all of a sudden, we don't start right and we'd then, usually it was Matt I used to win <laughs> with one in the top corner from 25 yards and all of a sudden we lost one nil, and it, it's, it, it's, it is a subconscious thing but, um, it, d- it does happen it, it does, does happen it definitely lot.
1: makes it and I think because I remember being surprised by it, when I went up to Hearts we got Celtic the Saturday after their Champions League qualifier and I remember all the coaching staff being delighted with it we're like yeah now we've got a chance now because if you get them after Champions League they're so amped up and mm. so much on that game that it's hard for them to then they
2: go oh we've got Hearts here yeah now we've got, <laughs> that's, I was on the <laughs> other side there, so that's it hearts.
1: hearts will be fine we'll turn <laughs> them over and I remember my first game we beat him 1-0 at yeah. Tynecastle and it was yeah what a day! Like it was one of the highlights for me of that season was being able to go. Yeah, we beat Celtic, but it was it's on the back of them Champions League games and Tynecastle for the Southerners down here probably won't know how hard a place it is to go. That you have eighteen, twenty thousand diehard Jambo's shouting and screaming at you. <laughs> it, it's a tough place to go, and they found that. And I think that is where at them levels, if they do come off just a little bit, it gives us other players a chance because we can get to that. Because yeah. we're we're really. This is our game. This is what mm. you've got to show. I want to show how good I am. Yep. And we did that on that day. And I think that's what maybe, yeah, like you said, these Brighton, Brighton players found that Everton, they're, they're scrapping for their lives now. And that little extra percent, like Dwight McNeil played like a man possessed, I think, is some yeah, of the, yeah. uh, the goals he scored and the, the way he was moving. And the core, it was... eh? The core. He's scoring the two core. goals. And that's did the... you see he hadn't started a game under Frank Lampard? It's,
2: it's amazing. I was
1: surprised by it. Again, that's opinions in football, isn't it?
2: Yeah, it does. Sean Dyche, I, I like Sean Dysh. If they're going to go out, be, you know, good manager, I think Sean Dice. But it's interesting, you know, who do you think is going to go down there? I mean, Sam
1: Allardyce's gone to Leeds, so yeah, he argument. usually
2: he's usually the fireman that gets them out.
1: Usually, gets them out uh, of the fire. But and like, like I said last night, I would never put it past them. But I just think with their fixtures coming up, I, I don't see it. And I think it, again, another crazy game talking about Forest and Southampton last night. I think that's Southampton down done, now. Yeah, I think done now. Yes. There's, there's yeah. no way they're coming back, unfortunately. That was their
0: last chance, really, I think.
1: wasn't Yeah, it, and yeah. again, another end-to-end, topsy-turvy one. We didn't quite know where it was going to go and then Morgan Gibbs-White, £40 million player, he makes a difference, really, throughout the game. And they're the players you need to be decisive at this point because I, th- I was thinking when he got the penalty, they were talking about who's going to take it and speaking of penalties, I was thinking... That was a bad penalty. Yeah, it was a bad penalty. <laughs> but <laughs> but it's one. gone in the goal, yeah, exactly, so that's yeah, what matters. Yeah. But that's where, I guess, you pay the money for them players. They've got to step up in their moments. I, when it was um, Ryan Yates, the captain, had the ball in the hand, I thought. There's no way he was taking. it. No, him. he was doing the decoy that the everyone decoy, likes in yeah. it. And I'm sure <laughs> probably Southampton fans please let him take <laughs> it. <laughs> like, no disrespect to him, of course. But I think they're the moments your big players have got to step up. And he, he, he stepped up in that case. And I think he set up, set up a few goals. And he's, he's been the difference in a, what is a six-point. So level, who so. do you think
2: is going down then?
1: Definitely them, as in definitely Southampton. 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 I think Leeds are in trouble. Leicester. Look. Leicester. I know Le- shocking result for them. Shocking result. result. Who's the other teams down there?
2: Well, it's probably it's, it's probably two out. I just always think Leicester, Leicester are going to get out. Everton, Leicester, Leeds, and Forest. Forest.
1: Two out of those. Yes, yeah, so I'm going to have to go Southampton, Forest, Leeds. Oof. I'm going to back. The Leicester and Everton yeah. to get themselves out. I think
0: West Ham are right now. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're
1: so fine so so, so they, now.
2: They've got a good chance in Europe. I they'll think. end
1: up having a great season. Yeah. Like they could win. Say they win um, Europa Conference League, yeah. and they've sta- oh, that's a brilliant season yeah, for West Ham. Season, that's yeah. a, trophy. a trophy. David yeah. Moyes is a club legend now. Yeah. From where it was three months ago. <laughs> Again, that's how quickly football can change. And yeah, sure. How it can go from zero to hero, or vice versa. It's very. Uh, it's a difficult route to navigate, and I'm, I'm glad that West Ham stuck with David Moyes because he, if you sack him, he would have been the man you would want to appoint, really, wouldn't he? To get you out, well, I,
2: I think if someone if they'd have sacked him, he, any sort of like Premier League manager, a job came up, maybe not like the big ones, he'd have been in for it
1: without but, a doubt. You know, his yeah.
2: name would have been put in there straight without
1: away, without a doubt. So, and that's uh, that's when I think the owners there deserve some credit for sticking with it because I'm sure they would, at one point, were under a lot of pressure to. Stick oh, a yeah. I mean, yeah, West
2: Ham fans are very fickle. They, they love their club it's immensely as you know, as we know, but um, they can give the managers a lot of stick. <laughs> I think he got a lot of stick. But <laughs> he's, he's, he's still he's, does get a lot yeah, of stick. Yeah, but he's 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 you know, as I say, if he, if he wins that trophy and then and, they, and obviously they're gonna stay up as well, then they've had a great season.
1: Without a shadow of a doubt. So you do you think Everton will stay up?
2: I think everton are gonna stay up. And I think I'm gonna go for Forrest and Leicester.
1: Leicester, yeah. Leicester will be huge I think, if they I go think down. Sam
2: and and Sean Dyche are going to save them. Yeah, and it's strange though how all these clubs have these foreign managers, and if they're in trouble, they go to the English manager to get them out of trouble.
1: It's very true, isn't it? What do you What do you think's behind that though? Do you think it's just the
2: I don't know. I don't know. I don't the know. British
1: culture of Ah, yeah, oh, we'll get them organised. We'll
2: yeah, maybe it's a bit. Of, 4-4 four, in four, two. Yeah. I <laughs> that is the way. <laughs> I don't know whether it's yeah. just discipline or, you know, Sam's going to come in, he's going to say no nonsense and Sean Dice is the same sort of, like, you know, tough,
1: Yeah, well, that was the first player. thing it said when Sean Dice came in, wasn't it? It was like January, was it? And they were like, right, no gloves, no hats, yeah. none of that, shorts and t-shirt. Yeah. And I agree with that. I, you things. don't, I,
2: I, <laughs> I wouldn't, I, I don't know, I'm old school, but come on. You know, you're playing in caps and hats and gloves and...
1: Very old school mentality. <laughs> yeah, <it's, laughs>
2: we'd, we'd, never, we'd never be allowed... You know, in in those we, we played, we trained in T-shirts in, in the northeast of England. It was <laughs> yeah, that, that is shorts and T-shirts. Come on! <laughs> <laughs> I
0: always remember the late great Kevin Beattie at Ipswich. Actually, there you wait for cup winning season. They uh, they had one tyre. I, th- I think I think was in Poland and it was minus fifteen or something like that. Snowing around and everything and there and there's the beat running around in a short sleeve shirt. And nothing. <laughs> Not I, I,
2: I, John, I always wore short sleeves. We, yeah. we, play, we Again, we played in um, a Champions League game at uh, Kiev, and it was minus 10. It was freezing, yeah. absolutely freezing. But I, I always wore never wore a long sleeve shirt you want to see any pictures of me with long sleeve shirts you yeah, wore gloves you wore no I've never worn gloves never.
1: I've never worn gloves because I always Maybe you should have done with your rain. yeah that's it it would have helped me should, even, with, even with my condition going on, I was like I can't wear gloves dad will hate it I can't do that <laughs> honestly it was embarrassing that's what I was going through my head like, and I didn't even used to wear under armour at the start of my career because of I thought oh dad, dad wouldn't like that it's ridiculous whereas I got to a point where I would wear underarms. armour but yeah I would never play in gloves I'd like, couldn't disappoint the old man like that. Disown <laughs> me. <Like, laughs> uh,
2: oh again, it's, 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 it's the era you're playing. But we never had undershirts. Never played in undershirts. Just played in the. In the People short, had sleeve long shirt. sleeves though, but, didn't they? We had long sleeve shirts. You oh, had a yeah. choice: a long sleeve or a short sleeve. Oh, yeah. um, I think Tino always wore gloves and hats and. <laughs> Yeah, he didn't know what he would get himself into, did he? Yeah. Fur coats, I think he wore most of the yeah. I just
1: remember there was a spell, wasn't there, in the prem when you could wear snoods. I remember uh, Jimmy Bullard and like Yaya Toure playing in snoods. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, that was a bit mad. That's a bit too far. It's, it's ridiculous. I it's don't mind so, it in you know, training, but you run can't around do it. You'll <laughs> soon warm up when you run around. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> so old school. <laughs> <laughs> Such an old school mentality. It's run it's like around, old
0: it. To uh, it's I
2: know, yeah. that's,
1: what, that's what he is. <laughs> oh, I'm
2: cold, still. run around.
1: <laughs>
0: So we touched on uh, Ever- Everton and Sean Dyche There, it was a good day for the Dietch family yesterday because his son plays for Northampton and they uh, won promotion from League 2 yes
1: that they got promoted they are they, uh... They had the heartache last season of missing out on the final day. Do you remember when Bristol Rovers Yeah, that's right, got eight, eight, seven, seven, seven. past yeah. somewhere? Dodgy. Scunford, Something wasn't. dodgy going on there. Yeah, it was a ridiculous day. And then for them to show that mentality to bounce back and get it done this season on the final mm. day, I think that shows uh, great credit to the staff and the, the, the players there. And
0: there's a mate of yours in that side, isn't there, Ollie?
1: What? Yeah, Danny Hilton plays there. So any, any Luton fans or Oxford fans will, be, will know what extremely what Danny Hilton's about. He, he's got his sixth promotion as he reminded me yesterday and he's a a brilliant character to have in the changer and I think you need people like that when you're going for a promotion push and like we speak about the nerves and them big moments to get over the line he was a a catalyst for Luton coming through because off the pitch he's in that case and (laughs) he's the kind of bloke that when you're tired you don't want to be around him but when you're energized you want to be around him and he brings that energy and he led the line for us and I know he's uh, he's winding down a little bit now so he didn't play as big a part as he probably would have liked at Northampton but they're still the people that, the younger players, and they're like Deitch's lad. And
2: I just want to know what he's done to his hair. Yeah, well, he's had a good hair <laughs> transplant. He <laughs> He's got like, a, a big mop of hair. He's
1: had a great trip to Turkey. Well, yeah, I I so many people come. doing that. I did
2: not recognise him watching him running around now. I oh, know, no. no that's, <laughs> six
1: promotions, though. That's six a, promotions. I mean, that that's not a lot to be sniffed at. Is that's, that? and I think that's what you need these characters in football. Though. I don't know if there was any people in your change rooms where you'd look over to him and they fill you with that confidence I used to look at him and be like we'll be alright today he'll score he'll do something and
2: so well, uh, well again we, we, you know, we, at, at the time I, I, I played at Newcastle I mean times that you know, we had Les Ferdinand and Alan Shearer up front and I remember walking down the tunnel and you can see the defenders thinking it's for a tough day today <laughs> who do I pick up here because yeah. normally you used to have certainly in my day you used to have one, one who was really good in the air then might have a little one who was quick or someone who was better but they, they were both quick they were both strong. They were both really good in the air. <laughs> And you could see the, the center half. going, oh my. I remember uh, I played at Derby when I was playing at Derby. So I, went from, I went from Newcastle to Derby, and we were struggling at the bottom of the... Um, Derby was struggling at the bottom of the... We had Newcastle at home. And uh, we had two young lads playing centre-half. So we had uh, Danny Higginbottom and Chris Riggott.
1: I remember them too. Both
2: good players. Danny, Danny, you know, good player at Nür- like always worried about what people thought of him and all that. And, and Chris Riggott was... And both good young players. And I remember them going, Oh, playing Shearer on Saturday, Shearer, God, yes. I said, Yeah, I said, Always remember, I said, he always goes and stands on the worst player. And they've gone, What? I said, He always goes and stands on the worst player. <laughs> because that's what Alan did it. You watch him in, the, in, the, in our cup final, you know, there's Frank Leboeuf and there's um, Desai, would it Desai be? and yeah. he, he stood on Frank Leboeuf. And I remember Desai saying, Shearer, come over here. He said, No, he said, no you're, you're, <laughs> you're, you're right. a better player than him. <laughs> And Frank Lewis, what? Yeah, and he, he always, he always used to do it. And I've told these <laughs> to Daddy and uh, Chris. Like, right. I'll. So and I can remember now going on the on the on the game day. We're going out, and they're going. Come on, who's going to stand on? Who's he going to stand on? Well, I said whoever he stands on, he thinks you're the worst player. So I remember going over, and he stood on Danny Iggy bomb.
0: <laughs> Chris,
2: Chris Rick was laughing his head off. <laughs> His confidence is high he now. Thinks right? about, he thinks I'm a better player than you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Probably breathing a bit of sigh of relief at the same time. Yeah, oh, that's brilliant. That's a great stuff.
2: It's amazing how players do that. You know, you know, you do go and I used to do it in midfield. You, you, I know it's very difficult in midfield, but you still know which player is better than than the other player. Do you know what I mean? I don't know if you'd done that when you were sort of like.
1: Yeah, like, no, I mean, like you said, you, you you go into games, don't you? And you prepare for who's going, in, and you'll know who you're playing against hmm. and their strengths and weakness. So I think if. For me, if there was someone with pace and power, then I was in trouble. So <laughs> I wanted to stay away from them, really. So you do. You would look around. You need to find a way to bring out your strengths and then find you know, a I mean, way. You've got to know
2: what, what they're good at and what they're, you know, you've got to know if someone's quicker than you, there's no point in pushing the ball past Yeah, it was more you often I mean? than
1: not as yeah. well. So <laughs> <laughs> I had to try and play one-twos round. I remember against playing against
2: Des Walker. I remember Des, and I, and I, you know, just, you know, and Des was, wasn't probably a great footballer, but he was a, probably one of the best one-on-one defenders I've ever known. You know, playing against Forest, he was, and I just, you, you know, you just know, if I push it past him here, yeah, and it's, I wasn't it's not slow, yeah, it's not, there's no way I'm getting past him. So it, it puts something in your head, you think, I've got to do something a little bit different here. Yeah. It's, it's, and I think it's always, players are always like that.
1: Well, that know, that's what I remember when, we, remember when we played Newcastle away in the FA Cup. Hmm. And I remember, um, West Ham fans, I remember Mo Diame was playing midfield. and I remember there was a time later in the game and somehow, I think it must have broke from a corner or something. And he was running at me one-on-one. <laughs> and I was thinking, oh no, oh no, here we go. Sort of closed my eyes, blacked out. Somehow I tackled him. But, <laughs> but I remember thinking at that point, I'm going to get exploited here. <laughs> Someone come and help me. <laughs> but you, you do get that and you do have that thing. I think especially a lower league team playing a Premier League, sometimes they talk about winning the game before it's over. And that, that wasn't necessarily the case on that occasion, but mm. you do have that but inferiority also, the, the, complex, the, the, don't the, you?
2: The, the, yeah, but the, I think the, you had done a lot of work, especially with Nathan Jones, a lot of work on their players. But they wouldn't know you. Yeah. So he might have thought so you, he, he didn't looked look, he know. Looks quick. <laughs> yeah. I'm not gonna push it. That's you what. Part. I'd <laughs> have
1: red boots on. I say. I always try to put flashy boots. On, so they'll think I'm quick. I can get away with it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so uh, there we are. Another uh, football family podcast has come to an end. Been absolute pleasure. Quick, indeed. Indeed. Yeah. quick again. Very quick indeed. Quick again. Didn't we do the ten questions? No, we missed out we on the ten questions. We'll have to come save up for it next week for sure. Yeah, hopefully. And thanks a lot for listening and uh, I hope you can join us again next time for another Football Family Podcast. Bye for now. Thank you very much.